Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, it's Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I'm here today with Shelly Keir. She's one of my great friends, and she's just a fantastic lady. And we are going to talk about Egyptian energy healing. This is really cool. So you guys share this one with your friends, Egyptian energy healing. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before I bring Shelly on, let's talk about what's happening with humanity. Now, I pulled this up this morning, and... This is something that's going on in um, Southeast Asia. It looks like, and I'm, if I botch her name, I apologize, but it's Aung San Suu Kyi, I believe, is released from the country's, uh, they're trying to release her. She was elected uh, to the government. She's not been seen. She was detained by the military. So there you have it. The MPs um, were confined in their accommodations in the capital. This is kind of crazy stuff that's going on there. So here, what's happening now in Miramar? So I guess this morning after the coup, the country remains calm. So there was a coup and the streets were quiet and the troops were patrolling all the major cities. The communication systems, which have been disrupted on Monday have returned now, I guess. So as night fell on Tuesday, they say there were car horns and banging of cooking pots could be heard in the streets. There's a campaign of civil disobedience and it appears to be gathering with the doctors working in the government hospital saying they're going to stop work on Wednesday unless she is released. So some of the medics are resorting to wearing symbols and silent protests. The BBC is not responsible for the context of external sites. So what happened was, I guess there they had this uh, election and they believe it was fraudulent. And Shelly, have you heard about this? I heard about it on the news last night, but it's uh, it's an ongoing issue that's been going on for quite a while about the persecution of that particular group because I think they're Islamic or something and they've mm-hmm. been persecuted for years. So, But well, I, I still, I don't know much about it, but it's a really sad situation. Well, yeah, it's a really sad situation and now they don't know where she is. And so mm. kind of crazy. Now for the good news. Kenny Chesney is helping to build artificial an artificial reef in Florida to protect the ocean's ecosystem. I think this is really cool. So country music star Kenny Chesney, through his organization for oceans, is giving back by building an artificial reef off of Florida's coast. This is really cool. Um, love the water, give back to the water, Chesney said in a statement. Many people don't realize both how fragile and resilient the ocean's ecosystems are. And I think it's the small projects that raise awareness on local levels that help people understand the ocean is a living thing. That's really nice that he's doing that. I mean, you know, you got to give back. And, and, and I think that's wonderful that he's given back. The only other two things I have to say before I bring Shelly on today is my class is ready. So Shelly, I've got this really cool class. It's intuitive business practices. You can go onto my website, nancyyearout.com. And, you know, it's really cool. I teach you how to use your intuition in your business to increase 
increase your financial statute in the world, to feel good, to balance yourself. It's a really cool class. You guys check it out. Um, it's a really fun class too. And I teach you. And so it's nancyyourout.com. So check that out. And I'm doing psychic readings. So if you want to book a reading with me, go onto my website, nancyyourout.com and click book. And you can click on uh, 30 minutes or 60 minutes and you'll have a reading with me. There's not anybody else. It's just me. So <laughs> there you have it. Now, before I bring Shelly on, let me give you a little info. Um, gosh, for two decades, Shelly Care PhD has worked with thousands of people around the world, helping them achieve greater peace and happiness in their lives. Now, she's a world-renowned past life regressionist and Dr. Shelly's method of combining energy work with hypnosis has been endorsed by numerous leaders in the field of consciousness, including near-death experience pioneer, Dr. Raymond Moody and Dr. Brian Weiss. She developed several healing modalities, including the method featured in her best-selling book, Edgar Cayce's Egyptian Energy Healing and her latest Egyptian Energy Healing, The Nine of uh, Helopolis and Memphis Triad. Shelley, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Nancy, it's great to see you. Happy it's New Year. Good to see I know. Happy New Year. Where are you today? Uh, in Dallas. Oh, you're in Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's Dallas? What's going on there? How's the COVID? Everything cool? There? Uh, clear and cold. Um, oh, I thought you meant the weather. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that too. The weather, the COVID, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess we don't get out much these days. My yeah. trip out is to Starbucks drive through. Yay. You're no, so kidding. funny. <laughs> But it's, it's all right. Yeah, we've got, you know, challenges just like everybody else, but just trying to get through. Okay. All right, cool. This is cool. You wrote a book and I need to understand this. And I guess the audience does too. You've written a book before about Egyptian healing or you studied Edgar Cayce's because he talks about the Egyptians and his readings, right? Tell us about this. How did Right. They- this oh, is a yeah. long this is some kind of a soul contract, Nancy, um, that I still don't even understand fully why I write all these weird books. <laughs> but um, yeah, I connected with the Edgar Casey Foundation pretty early in my career. And I wrote a book about all of, well, let me just, I'll briefly say to the audience, um, for those who don't know Edgar Casey, he was known as the sleeping prophet, right. the father of holistic medicine and the most documented psychic of the 20th century. He gave over 14,000 readings to people while he was in a, such a deep state of trance right. that he couldn't remember what he was talking about. But the readings would focus on like health problems. He would give you some crazy remedy. You would never have done this ever when right would do yeah. this they yeah. would get well yeah. and then the other big piece of the readings is the the life readings that talked about past lives mm-hmm. which he's really the one that brought atlantis into the forefront of our minds and he made some predictions about different things that were going to be discovered like the hall of records and he told people about their past lives in egypt and the being that he was channeling even though casey was raised as a traditional christian the being who he channeled basically told him that he was a high priest in what is now Egypt, but 10,500 years ago. So long before um, traditional history places anyone over in that area. I didn't know that. I didn't know. So, yeah. So this is, I don't know what happens. I I've written two books for the foundation. um, 2005 Edgar Casey's guide to, Um, gemstones, minerals, and metals, and more, and then sacred stones, which came out in 2015. While I'm in those life readings, Nancy, every time I go in there, I just have something hit me in the head. 
and I was reading through the Egyptian readings and Casey had named out this reading where he was basically talking about the symbols of man's development. And I just had an epiphany that this needed to be a healing system. And so I created a system and now there's thousands of people all over the world doing that one. And so when the pandemic hit, Right. You know, I was supposed to go around um, on tour. To you were supposed to go to Egypt, out. weren't you? Yeah, I was going to Egypt. I was Crazy. going all over the United States to teach this. Of course, obviously, wah, 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 you yeah. know, it didn't yeah. happen. And so um, yeah. I have some students who take healing classes from me on the weekend. And so during that time, we were doing all kinds of different things, basically looking at a different method per month because I've developed all these different techniques. And so this book and this series are coming out of my time spent in lockup. And so this first one is called the nine of Heliopolis. I guess, I guess I should tell you this. I didn't tell you this before, but the last time I was on your show, the day before I was on your show, I realized I had COVID. I didn't want to cancel on you. So I actually had COVID. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. I was in bed and I was going, Lord, Okay, I don't want to cancel on Nancy, so I'm going to just try to lay oh, down. You're I'm a trooper, oh my and I'm going to go back to bed. And so I spent about six weeks. I I wasn't super sick, and I'm thankful. You know, it wasn't horrible. Oh but one God. of my family members was exposed, so you know, my whole family got it. It was really that was scarier to me. Um, but it took about six weeks to get over. It. And during this yeah. time when I was in the ethers, yeah. I knew that there was something else needed to be written. But that's when I I came out of that. And this whole series was kind of sitting there in front of me. And so the first one is called The Nine of Heliopolis. And what the the series is really about, um, we meet with Egyptian deities and I discuss with readers. I'm taking readers on a journey throughout the ancient world into first the area of Heliopolis, which if, you know, in modern times, if we were going to go to Cairo, it's in a suburb of modern Cairo. But back in the old days, the book goes through the deities who were considered responsible for all of creation in Heliopolis. And so we go on some guided journeys to meet with them. And then I was shown symbols that need to be drawn. So I draw the hieroglyphs. I went this whole trance induced. I know. And you draw the hieroglyphs. Yeah. I think that's really cool. It was super weird. I mean, (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) and then, so each book in the series is going to take us around part of the ancient land. And what I found from the students who are already in the classes is, you know, we all know that we all love Egypt. Everybody's fascinated with it. Yeah. It, why it, are we all fascinated deeper. with Egypt? Yeah. Why is that? I think it's because we're reincarnated Egyptians, but we also have such limited, um, you know, knowledge, I think about where exactly did we live when we were there and who were we really in tune with in terms of what were we worshiping? What practices were we doing? And it seems yeah. that the book series is going to, it kind of wakes up people depending on what part of Egypt you lived in. And it's been a very fascinating journey thus far. Yeah, I think so. And you guys, I, just so you know, and I usually have the books and I don't, and um, she had actually emailed them to me this time. And usually I order them, you know, Michelle, but uh, cause I like to hold them up and show them, but I, I read through these on my iPad and I just want to say it's very interesting stuff. And so um, we're going to go to commercial break, but when we come back, I want to kind of get into some of this and what you picked up and, and, you know, information that you can tell the audience. Cause it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. Hey, you guys, it's Nancy Yearall. This is High Road to Humanity. I am so excited that I'm here today with Shelly Kier. We're going to talk a bit 
Egyptian healing. So this is really interesting stuff. All right. So this is Nancy Yira. We will be right Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hey guys, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here today with Shelly Kier. We're going to talk about Egyptian healing. You know, Shelly, I did some of the meditations. <laughs> You know, it's really cool. Well, I wish I would have had time to do more, but can I tell like the audience what? Yeah. So what happens is she tells you, you find like a sacred space, like a space in your home where you feel comfortable. And then, you know, you say a prayer. It's really kind of nice. And then it's a guided meditation, um, you know, and then you go in and you meet these people. And it's kind of, and, and it's interesting because you could say you could either float in, I thought that was cool, or you just walk into this temple, right? And then you just talk to these people and you get into that mode. And I only did a couple, but I wish I would have had time to do more. And they give us messages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tell me, what did you get from this? I mean, what were your messages? The, the, idea for the book really came about when I went to Egypt 20 years ago, which is to date still my only time there. And when I came back, I started having, um, I had a near-death experience. I had a lot of healing energy in my hands and I started having visions of these little sticks in my mind. So I would write them down in a notebook. And over time, I started to understand that I was, I was kind of channeling hieroglyphs and I was channeling like a piece of a larger image of a god or goddess Okay. And so some of these gods and goddesses started coming to me without me really doing anything. And so while we were in lockup and I had this group of students, 
they really want to learn. Like what's been interesting that I haven't had the luxury of doing before is they, they say, well, we want to learn this or we want to learn mm-hmm. that. And they, they really wanted to do some channeling of yeah. Egyptian deities. And so, because there were people who took the Edgar Casey class from me. So we wanted to kind of go further. And so I started oh. taking them on these guided journeys and everybody was really loving them. I think, again, it's because I really do believe that there are many, many um, ancient Egyptians who are incarnate right now. And this is just speaking to some aspect of the soul memory. And so we started doing this channeling together um, before, long before this book ever really came out. And I guess what was so interesting is, yeah, I was surprised working with some of the gods and goddesses in this way on a more conscious level, rather than feeling like they were coming to me. Um, Osiris was a huge energy for me. He's okay. which is one of the gods in, in this first book. Um, okay. There was this trembling feeling I had when being in front of him the first time, like, Oh my God, because really he was the guardian of the afterlife. So you're, you're not going on unless you get past him. Wow. And then once I started to kind of meet with him a little while, then, then there was just kind of a, okay, you know, we're going to be okay together. And I, I think it's just been um, interesting, very expansive and kind of awakening deep memories, not only for me, but also for students, you know, that they hadn't thought about maybe in a very, very long time. Why do you think that it's all coming about now? Like, do we need the symbols to help us? Or what are you thinking? I don't know. You know, I actually asked some of the students this. I said, why, why do you guys want to learn this so bad? And they said, it's just something, it's just so powerful. And it's, it's something we can hold on to. It's just this idea of this grand civilization. I I feel like people feel largely out of control or something. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was asking. So on the symbols, and I don't mean to get too much ahead of myself here, but on the symbols, what did you find? I mean, how can they help us or how can they assist us? I guess. Yeah. That, to go back to the Edgar Casey stuff for just a second, those symbols were basically Casey named. These are the symbols for man's development. Oh, so some of them okay. are when people okay. look at that book, I've got the symbols in the book in that right. first book. Right. Some of them are taken from hieroglyphs. Some aren't basically because I was shown how to draw them. But okay. in this new series, I really do. I draw the hieroglyphs and most of these symbols are taken straight from hieroglyphs. Um, again, I think with this first set, there's something very profound. We've got a tomb who is just the very base creation. God is one of the most profound primordial energies that I've ever really worked with. And I use a set is the guardian of the tree of life. Okay. So we're tapping into some almost collective consciousness of some really ancient energy that seems to be very grounding. It, even though it's very high level, it's also very spiritually grounding. I don't know how to explain it. It's some of the strongest energy I've ever worked with. And I feel like it it is, it's giving, I feel like it's giving me strength. Um, Different ones will bring different things, but as a whole set, which is the great Aeneid of Heliopolis, they Mm -hmm. seem to be very, very strengthening. And I feel like we're going through such a massive uh, spiritual awakening right now that I feel like maybe we're being called to remember some of the things we did in the past so that we can be strong enough to get through this next chapter that we're actually going through right now. Well, yeah. And, and you tell in the book, you say for everybody to get a journal out and to write down what they, you know, come up with as, as they go, what have some of the students, you know, journaled about or come up with as they've met with these guys? And women, they're gods and goddesses. 
It's yes. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. In the books, I like to put the goddesses first. I like that. I noticed Thank that. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys, but come on, you know, let's do something for ourselves for once. Yeah. Right. Um, so I've got this group of students who has been basically in this mystery school of mine. We've been meeting together since the pandemic began. Right. And so, you know, we were just talking about this the other day, the profound shift that we've all gone through, myself included, uh-huh. um, just by channeling energy every week, by connecting with these different ancient aspects of ourselves. I really believe that, you know, thoughts from past lives and, you know, our soul journey and life lessons are stuck in our energetic fields. And by channeling different energy, oh, okay. clearing this out, we're, we're clearing the blockages away that are allowing certain things to manifest in our lives. I mean, one of my students was able to just kind of let go of an old business. They moved across the country. They did really well. Everything's kind of working out. And then other people are just developing their psychic abilities. I guess it depends what their goal was for really getting into the class. But I, I just see a lot of breakthroughs. And also, you know, just the idea that when we're together, just kind of like you and I are together, and mm-hmm. we were talking about this a little bit before the show, there's a lot of suffering in the world right now and right. people need our prayers and our attention. And when we're able to think about others in our little bubble, you know, we felt really for the most part, very peaceful. It's a space, it's a sacred space where we've been able to talk about things. These different energies will bring up memories. I've had one lady going into spontaneous past lives where she finds herself in a temple. And each time she takes one of these journeys or uses this one particular symbol, mm-hmm. um, she's just going further and further in this memory. There's just so many benefits. I, I don't know, just the simple act of being quiet and being still for a while has been very strengthening. And, and we feel like we're kind of in a bubble of positivity Yes, that helps us kind of get away from this so that at least for this moment, we can be peaceful in this moment so we can show back up out there as the best versions of ourselves that we can be. I think that's good. And because some of us have to be strong and keep the peace and keep ourselves balanced so that we can help others. And I agree with what you're doing. I think it's wonderful because then that energy goes out, it's picked up by other people and it changes the energy of them. And it's a, it's like a ripple effect. What do you think, Shaw? I think you're exactly right because each one of us is like a little light. And if we can just remain, like you said, we're just peaceful or calm, Mm -hmm. we're just, I don't know. I like, I don't, I feel a deep sense of peace lately that just seems to be getting stronger and stronger and stronger, no matter what's going on around me. And I feel like, well, you know, there, I know there's a lot of problems in the world and and I know there's a lot of people standing up for those. And and I feel like that's what they're supposed to be doing. But I I really have this deep sense that what I'm supposed to be doing is just trying to remain peaceful, right? No matter what's going on around me. Right. I had a gentleman on from Mexico. It was a healer a few weeks ago. And he said that we, there's going to be half of the population, some of the population will become spiritual and remain peaceful and do really well and work. Their work will become more intensified and they'll do great and they'll prosper. And then the people who don't choose to be spiritual and connect with the divine will not do well. And so this is almost like, and I just want to get your feeling on this because you said this to me and I thought of this, what he said to me, and it's true. This is like the dividing point of our society, of our world. 
not just of the United States, of the world. It's a dividing point. It's either you're with this, you know, you're with a higher power and mother earth or you're not. And I, what do you think about that? Cause that's how I feel about this right now, especially after what you just said. I feel it too. I mean, you know, I guess partly it's because even the way I was raised, I, you know, I know you're in Albuquerque. I mean, that's where I grew up. I mean, my parents are really open-minded, my whole family. We lived in Southern California for a while, you know, just all shapes, sizes, and colors, just getting along. I don't look at people, you know, for any more than what they are as a soul. Right. And even all the fear stuff, I I just, I don't know. I I just, I understand at a deep level, as I know you do, that Mm-hmm. We are not this physical body. We are a soul. We're a light being. If it, hopefully it'll work out here, but if it doesn't, we're going on. We're here. going on. I know, you know, maybe that's because see, but that's what I was just saying. The people who understand that will prosper and will become more light because I'm like you, we're in the same. It's weird. I mean, I'm doing really well and I'm really happy. And I'm, yes, I'm careful. And yes, I wear a mask when I go out, but I don't go out unless I absolutely have to. And I do the best. Yeah. I mean, and I think I'm like, I actually have had this. I know I had it a year ago. It was bad, but I got over it. It took forever to get over it, but that was before they even had a name for it. I think I got it. So, you know, and I don't know if it's contagious again, but the bottom line is, I think if we can all the messages to connect with the divine, to connect with mother earth, don't you agree, Shell? That would yeah, to connect with mother earth to connect with each other. I mean, I just, I love all people. I don't, you know, I don't just, I just, yeah, don't see I see what you're saying. That side. I don't mm-hmm. get that. I don't There's understand no that kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so I'm with you. Yeah. It's just, it seems like all the stuff that's gone on in the world is trying to divide people instead of bring them together. So I, I get what you're saying on that. Hey, we got to go to commercial break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about, I'm here, you guys with the past life lady. They don't call you that. I don't call you that as much as I should. You know, Shelly does past life regressions, and that's what she's really known for. And I think you're fantastic. And I'm so glad you're here today. Her book, you guys, she's got two out. We're going to talk about that too. Egyptian Energy Healing. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle Sparking Wholeness. And now let's get back to the show.
will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hey, it's Nancy Yearout. I'm here with Shelly Keir. Hey, Shell, there's two books. Explain. Explain. There's two books. So we get the, the Nine of Helopolis first, and then we get the Memphis Triad second, or what's the difference? Explain so I understand. The audience understands. I'm not going to number these. That's what I was really guided not to uh, do. But, but the truth is, yes, the second book in the series is the Memphis Triad. So okay. what this is, again, okay. is I'm moving around in each book in the series. I'm moving around to a different ancient city in ancient Egypt. So in Memphis, Egypt, which is basically a southern okay. uh, suburb of modern Cairo, okay. there is another group of deities known as the Memphis Triad who were worshipped and who were credited with creation. And so um, in the book, I t- kind of give readers like the history of the time that we're going to look at, and then they get to meet these gods and goddesses, and then we do channeling, and then we do symbols. So in the Memphis area, this was later than Heliopolis, far down the road, there was a um, Nubian pharaoh named Shabaka. And there was always some kind of freaky creation myth. So he claimed that the real history of humanity began in Memphis and he happened to have it written on this crinkle papyrus. And so he was gonna roll it out. And on this papyrus, instead of a tomb who was worshiped in Heliopolis, he said that is wrong because the real person who created the earth was Ta. And Ta was a kind of a, if we would think of him today, kind of as a patron saint of artists and craftsmen, but he was really beloved by Ramses II as well. Okay. And so Ta created the universe. And then he had his consort Sekhmet, who was the goddess of war and healing. And they had their love child, <laughs> Nefertim. And so this book talks about the three of them and we go on a journey. And so earlier I was talking about, you know, I really feel that these books will wake people up to where they might've been from. And I have to say that I had never thought about any of the things I just mentioned about Sekhmet or Ta or any of this. But when I started researching this, that's when I started having visions. Um, What were were your visions, Shelley? There was a front of a temple and I, I've seen it later on the History Channel. That's Saqqara. Well, that's right. That's the um, kind of the burial site for ancient Memphis. And then I had gone, well, I've been teaching a past life regression class. It just ended. And so we are giving, you know, regressions. And so sometimes the students regress me. And I had gone into a temple where we were doing cat worship. And so this was all done in that Memphis area. And so something about the writing of the book and working with these deities and channeling them and meeting with them caused me to have a lot of past life memories and I'm trying really hard like I don't want to say these are my favorite but so far I have to say those are my favorite really the Memphis ones but that might not be the same for you you know because everybody's going to have their own their own deal well and and I want to bring up the cats because I am okay now I don't mean to get weird on this but I (laughs) have always I mean from the time I was a little girl growing up on a farm in Ohio for God's sakes we had kittens and I've always had a cat my whole life. I have never had, I've never not had a cat. I've always had a cat and I've always felt like there were more, this may sound strange, but there was more to these animals than what we were realizing. Did you find anything out 
about the cats. Yeah, the the vision that I'd had of this same temple that I, again, this was in my interior mind that I later was able to say, oh my God, this is Saqqara. I had also seen something, um, and I've got it in the book. I've got the links in the book. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but they actually physically recently discovered an area where they have clinically identified thousands of mummified cat bodies. I read that. And I I found out, yes, that was all in the same area. And it's because they worship these cats, you know, and I, in my book, Meet Your Karma, um, it's a book about, you know, Meet Your Karma, the healing power of past life memories. There's a lady Mm -hmm. in there I talk about who believes she was part of this Bastet cat cult. Okay. And so she has to go through this major healing. But then I was realizing, oh, my God, I think I was there, too. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think there's something to these cats. You know, the ancient Egyptians, yeah, you know, but- worship them. They are they chose to be domesticated. They didn't you know, they said, wait a minute. I think there's a survival strategy here. I think I can talk these people into waiting. <laughs> on me. And I'm with you, girl. I mean, it, I don't know. It though, Shelley? I have, but I'm waiting on him hand and foot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would you know love to what? Be- You're exactly right. No, that is hilarious. Cause I have a cat, Gracie and she, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm like, Gracie, you want your food? And she talks back to me. Yeah, mom, you know, and then I give her, Oh, you don't like that. Okay. I'll give you this. You know? so, there go. I know. How did, how did oh, wow. this happen? How did this happen? So you think that you think they were smarter than we are, huh? <laughs> I think they know how to push the buttons oh, and get what they want. so we can learn from that, you know, very mm-hmm. intelligent, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, um, the other, you know, the past lives with pets book that we've talked about on this yeah. program before yeah. this idea that, you know, your pet, you, when you think about it, you're going to be with your pet 15, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. That's a major part of your life. That's a major relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I feel like there's past life connections there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And maybe we, you know, maybe we really owe them something. Or again, maybe it's, maybe we were some Egyptians and we just feel like, well, this is what we do. We, we do what they want. We yeah, I don't know. Way. It's just really strange. I mean, and I had a cat that I, gosh, I've had her probably 13, 14 years. She just passed recently. And, you know, it's weird because... I feel like she's around, you know, and I'm sure she is because yeah. I think cats, you know, are just like, you know, little souls. They come visit, you know, say, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, out of doing all this work, I mean, what has been the most profound thing that you have learned from doing all this work, Shelly? Oh my gosh. I guess, you know, since we've been locked up, yeah. <laughs> And since I have a a stable group of people on the weekends, just practicing a lot of the the working with energy, sending light to the planet, we do a lot of global healing, you know, and just having that opportunity at this point in my life, I'm thinking about things that I thought about maybe 20 years ago when I first started writing books and I'm realizing, wow, you know, I haven't really changed much in terms of what I believe, but I'm getting ready, ready, or I'm kind of really experiencing some of these things at a deeper level. And it's just been really enjoyable to connect with this group. I mean, who I never would have met had it not been for this weird situation that we're all in. And 
I feel like even the Zoom things that you and I are doing and others, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to make the most out of what you have at the moment. And now we just better thank God for Zoom. You know, I think I know. it's been huge. Uh, well, I, it's funny because I, when I was doing Zoom, I mean, I, I was one of the first people doing Zoom. And then I was in the Detroit airport and, you know, you have, they have the little plastic things that you put your shoes in. Every one of them said Zoom. And this was like a year ago before the COVID and not because I was in Detroit visiting my family. And so it, it's grown so much, but you're right. Thank God for zoom because, you know, I can even do my psychic readings. I do them by zoom now. Yeah. So, because I can't go, you know, I can't really have people come and I can't really meet. And so we do that stuff by zoom too, which is interesting. Um, I want to talk about you guys putting out light to the world. I think that's fantastic. I think that's wonderful. And everybody can do that. Talk about that a little bit, how we can all do that, Shelly. Yeah, it's so easy. I mean, it only takes two minutes a day, really. I mean, I usually like to pretend like I've got the world in my hand and then I just, I go into my meditation chair and just kind of send light to it. Whether I send, you know, if I'm doing Reiki, which I know a lot of your listeners and viewers do probably know Reiki or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I just imagine that I'm going to, you know, say a prayer I, I, I don't like when I'm doing like a personal healing, when I'm sending to the world, I don't really get attached to who's receiving it, what right. it is. I'm just knowing it's all people, right. all plants, animals, anything in need, I'm going to send it. And I'll just sit in kind of meditation and just send light to the world. And really, you know, we could do this all day and we would still need to be doing it, but just for as long as we can. And Love I always it. like to say, you know, please allow this healing to continue because the healing that we've set can kind of holographically continue even though we're out doing something else and I feel like if everyone would just take a moment a day just to send light to the world see the earth surrounded in light it does make a huge difference you know Mm -hmm. it absolutely does now with all this research that you've done and all the people who have been doing these meditations have they gotten any information as far as um, guidance for today maybe like what's coming um yeah I mean you know to kind of prepare I mean or maybe this is preparing us you know what I mean yeah I mean it's interesting because when we first started getting together like you and everybody else I think we all thought okay well we'll be back together in a couple months mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now it's getting to be Christmas time and we're going what know, you know and know. now here we are and now really if we want to get real I mean we're probably going to be in this kind of a situation most of this year while we what's going to happen with all this. So I feel like everybody's just being kind of optimistic, but yet kind of at some point we just have to open our hands and say, you know, maybe we're not as in control of certain things as we are. So what we can control, like you and I have been talking about earlier is just Mm -hmm. how we feel about things and just trying Mm -hmm. to be calm within ourselves. So, um, you know, some of the people have just kind of really chillaxed. Yeah, (laughs) which isn't, yeah, which isn't a bad thing. Hey, we're going to commercial break. You guys, I'm here today with Shelly Kier. She's got two really great books out. Well, she's got lots of books out, but these are her new ones, Egyptian Energy Healing. This is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Euro, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? 
what if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here with Shelly. Shelly, we've got, I've got all these questions for you. <laughs> Because, well, and, and you have, let's see, there were, there were so many different goddesses. Talk about Isis. I wrote down because she's the mother goddess and the healer and the bringer of luck, um, representing the divine mother. I mean, did you pick up any cool things on Isis? She's very, very profound. You know, most of these sets of deities, some of them are a little bit obscure and people probably haven't heard of them before. But if you're talking about Isis or Osiris, these are ones that no matter what part of Egypt you lived in, you know Isis because right. there's 500 deities plus in the Egyptian pantheon. And over the centuries, depending on who was in charge at the time, some of these lesser deities actually merged into Isis. So she really is the epitome of the divine mother, um, magic, mysticism. She's one of the guardians to the afterlife with her husband, Osiris. So um, when you meet with that energy, again, very, very profound. And I, for many of the students, 
just starts to bring up some past life memories. One of my students keeps um, regressing back to when she was a little boy in Egypt and goes through a whole series of spontaneous past life memories in that regard, many of which are brought on by this idea of ISIS because it's just simply so common Okay. and uh, very profound. There's still cults to ISIS in real life who worship her. Um, I find, yeah, I find um, ISIS is a strong one for me, but like Moot, who is the mother goddess who will be featured in an upcoming episode, friends, um, is probably more strong for me for some reason. Now tell me about her. Um, She's another primordial mother that was actually later absorbed into ISIS. Okay. But I don't know, the energy just feels very... um, like connecting you with the universe, very, very expansive. Newt is a little bit like that too, who is also in the first book, kind of a cosmic consciousness goddess that these lesser goddesses, again, absorbed into Isis. And the fact that I personally respond to some of the lesser ones more, it's kind of, again, it's giving me tiny clues into where I might've lived, I think. maybe. What do you think, Shelly? What do you think? Well, the moot will be coming up in an upcoming episode on Thebes because right now there's already really four books in the series. Just two of them are not out yet. Oh, okay. Thebes is down by Luxor. And I've talked in other books about my trip to Egypt. I mean, um, I was in love with Luxor. I didn't want to leave. I felt like I had never been happier in my life. And so I think there's some deep love there that the soul knows, you know, where it's been. And it's just bringing up these soul memories, I think. That's how I felt when I went to Scotland. Oh, wow. I'm Scottish and McConaughey is my maiden name. And yeah. And so that's, I understand what you're saying because when I went to Scotland, I wanted to live there. I had just, I thought, well, that's it. I'm just going to go there and stay there. And you never know. I may, I may eventually go there, but that's, it's true. When you go to a certain place and you enter, you can feel the energy you feel like a, like you belong, like that's home. Yes. Is that how you felt? It, it definitely. Like it was definitely. Home. Yes. And yeah. this phenomenon, like what you had happen in Scott, Scotland. Yeah. I have another book coming out in the fall. Blast <laughs> <laughs> um, from the past about <laughs> past life memories, because that's what this is. And I, you're yeah. an example. Here's another example. This happens to everybody, Nancy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, whether even if it's just I went to the grocery store and I went to the next town over, sometimes you meet someone who's familiar or you go somewhere that's familiar. I think the soul is constantly reaching out to try to find itself, whether it's through these guided imageries, whether it's through taking a trip to Scotland or whatever. I think there's memory. There's like memories in our in our cells, I guess, in our bodies. Is that pretty much what it is? Yeah. And I, th- I think that we do remember it and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to discover ourselves throughout our lifetime. And I think we do it through all these different means, whether it's travel or connecting with people. Absolutely. You talk about that in the book, how people, you know, how this will help people kind of find themselves and, and even just doing the meditations. I love the meditations. Oh, I have a question for you. You're, as I read your book, I mean, you're great, Shelly, as far as you write a wonderful meditation. You really do. I mean, it's like, whoa, that is so good. And you even say, you know, if you need to record this, and that's what I need to do. I need to record it so that I can listen to it instead of reading it. But did you do these? Are these on audio? They eventually the books will be on audible. Good. Um, right Good. now, if people go to my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. if you just 
go to YouTube and put past life lady in the search bar. Right. I have put some Heliopolis videos on there. I've got the journey to meet ISIS. Is oh, cool. Then I'll do that. There. Okay. Yes. And I've got the one where we go into the temple the first time is up okay. there as well. Okay. Yeah. So because you do a wonderful, I mean, your words are perfect. Exactly. I mean, it works for me personally. I was like, oh, that's really good. But I, I need it recorded. So tell everybody, we've got a few more minutes left here on the show today. Tell everybody if they want to start your class or how they, if they want to pass life regression, how do they get in touch with you? Give out all your information, Shelly. Okay, great. Um, yeah, my website is pastlifelady.com. Um, again, they can connect with me on YouTube, Past Life Lady. Facebook, I've got a past life lady fan page. And then if they really like the Egyptian stuff, if I have an Egyptian energy healing page on Facebook and oh, I've wow. got a private group on Facebook called Egyptian energy healing, where I talk about the Egyptian energy healing, another method I developed Pythagorean healing, which is several methods. And then I've got an online school at healingarts.thinkific.com. But all of that is on past life lady. If they go there, I've got all kinds of energy healing classes and we meet on Zoom and we do practice sessions. It's super fun. Cool. And, um, so if people want to join, they can join you on the weekends or whatever. Absolutely. Some up. people don't want to join me and that's fine because it's self-study. But if they want to yeah. come out and practice, then they're invited forever. Like once you join a different modality, next weekend, we're going to do one called holographic mapping that I developed in the early 2000s. So oh, once wow. you're a certified practitioner, anytime I'm teaching that online, you get, you get to come for free. You're part of the family. Well, I want to ask you a question just because I think it's interesting. You, you teach past life regression to people. So don't you, how long have you done that? I didn't know I you do. did that. Um, I haven't, I don't normally publicly advertise it. Oh, okay. Cause I read it. And I, was no, like, oh. I, I am going to probably start doing it right now. I just ended one and I've got another small group I'm teaching. So if people are interested in that, they're best probably to send me an email and mm -hmm. let me know their interest. Okay. Um, but yes, I have the course is built on the online platform, but I don't publicly advertise it because I kind of do some, I don't know, not, not really an application process, but I want to, you know, I don't just want the general public to get that material. I, I kind of have to got to be careful if people have the aptitude for doing it, right. but yes, I have okay. started doing it. Um, it is pretty interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you don't mind how, I don't know if I ever asked you this question, how did you get into doing past life regressions and how long you've done this for how many years now? Gosh, it's been so long. Um, yeah. When we, when I was a kid, we, I was born in Albuquerque, but we ended up in Colorado Springs and my mother met the lady who was the subject for that really famous book called The Search for Bridie Murphy, which was a famous past life That's book. That's right. You did yeah. tell me this. You did and tell she me she met this. her, brought the book home, and we started talking about reincarnation. Right. And so I just always believed in it. And then one of my friends passed away um, when I was about 25 years old. I had never seen a dead body before. I kind of spoke over the, the dead body. And next thing I knew, his ghost was following me around and after years, somebody said, well, maybe you need a past life regression. And so I had one yeah. after many, many years of this kind of unresolved feeling of what if I had gone on this trip, maybe this person wouldn't have died and all this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But, um, the regression really healed me at such a deep level that I realized, you know what, this is what I need to be doing for other people. Because oh, I know that it's not, you know, this is even 20 years ago, it wasn't as open-minded as it is now in the society. So I started doing that and um, 
I've been doing it ever since. That's, that's how I feel about my psychic readings. I feel like I have this ability and I know things and it's really my responsibility at this point, I think to, and, and I don't, you know, and, and I'm very careful about it and I'm very, I handle it with care. You know, I, I really think all this stuff, you really have to have integrity and really take it seriously and be careful with what you say. I think that's, you know, I don't know. Because I think the work that we do, you know, has not been, um, I don't know, maybe revered as, as wonderful as it really is. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, because people are very, can be very vulnerable, you know, because even when I was seeking my regression, I mean, you're just in a, you're not in the best place in your life, or you probably aren't seeking that. And I think that it's very important for practitioners to really have that integrity, like what you're talking about, and just really be careful with what we're saying to people, because um, it can definitely make a huge impact on people's lives. Yeah, well, I just think back when I was younger, and somebody did a reading for me, and I really listened to what they had to say to me. And these messages come from the divine. And, and just like your messages, when you do these, when you get these hits for these books, I mean, that's coming from the divine, right? Shelly do this. No, I think so. Yeah. Because some of it just comes out of nowhere. I don't, it wasn't my intention to write this right series, but I was just told that people needed it. I don't know. Right. I don't have and, a lot of attachment to that. I guess the people who need it will find it. We'll find it. Isn't that, fun? that's how that works. Yeah. Anything you want to leave us with any, any Egyptian uh, advice that you'd like to leave us with today? <laughs> yeah, I just think that um, one of the, the big protective energies of that's kind of going to be carried through the whole series is this idea of just bringing a white light through the body, relaxing ourselves and then, surrounding ourselves by a golden protective light so that we are showing up in the world peacefully. We're protected from unwanted influences, as I like to call them. And we're just being as peaceful as we can, no matter what's going on around us. And I think that's, that's the best place to come from when we're dealing with each other so that we can learn, you know, to love each other again and all the things that we really do have in common. You know, I know we can get back to that. I still believe in it. I do too. I believe we can connect. I believe we will have more compassion for each other. And and I believe we will all raise our consciousness. I do. I believe it too, Shelly. I do. Hey, Shelly, thanks for coming on the show. You guys, this is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next week. Take care. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal.